Blog Talk Radio. Long Beach, 
but it's going to be at Premier Orlando on June 2nd, 2024. So for those of you on the East Coast, that may make it a little um, a little bit easier on you um, getting there. So again, get your submissions in through September. Uh, September 21st is the deadline for that. Okay. Hold on a second. And there's quite a bit of um, information that you need to fill out when you're um, submitting for these um, awards. So you want to make sure um, that you are going onto uh, the probeauty.org website um, to get all the information that you can um, about Naha. And I don't know why I can't. Hold on. Okay. Sorry about that. Okay, so I'm going to give you um, some of the rules for applying. Okay, so the Naha 2024 entry um, is now open. It's been open for a while now, since July. But again, the deadline is September 21st of this year. And if you post about it, use uh, the hashtag Naha 2024. It's N-A-H-A 2024. Okay, and Naha is produced by the Professional Beauty Association. You hear us talk about them all the time. Okay. Now, the entry fees for NAHA, if you are a PBA member, if you are a Pro Beauty Association member, it's $95 per submission. And if you're a PBA uh, uh, member and you're a student, it's $55 for the Student Hairstylist of the Year submission. If you are not a member, the cost is $149 per submission. And if you are not a member but you're a student, you can submit for $70 for the Student Hairstylist of the Year submission. Okay. Entrants must be licensed hairstylists, cosmetologists, barbers. The Makeup Artist of the Year entrant do not have to be a certified makeup artist or have attended a makeup artistry school. You can just, you know, you can be self-taught. You can be somebody who just loves makeup. Um, and if you want, you know, if you want to submit, you don't have to worry about being certified uh, or licensed or anything like that. Entrants must reside in the United States, Canada, or Mexico. Um, Naha entry collections can be published prior to entry. So if you have uh, work that's been published that's, that you want to submit, that's fine. So the NAHA entries can be published prior to entry and can be submitted to other regional, national, or international competitions. So whatever you submit for NAHA doesn't just have to, um, to live at NAHA. It could, it could be, um, you know, a part of any other competition, which I think is great. Those recommended to apply for Educator of the Year and Inspiring Salon of the Year categories must complete uh, their entries and submit by the deadline to be included. Inspiring Salon of the Year entries must be submitted by the salon owner or an approved representative. Except there are exceptions for Student Hairstylist of the Year, Makeup Artist of the Year, and Inspiring Salon of the Year. And here are some tips for entering. 
For all categories, they strongly encourage entrants to embrace diversity, equity, and inclusion by working with team members and models who represent varied backgrounds, race, ethnicity, gender, identity, age, religion, and size. Focus on, you, on what you want the judges to see, which is the hair and the makeup. Avoid full body shots unless relevant to your theme and artistic direction. And that's one thing that I can say about a lot of the entries that I've seen in the past. Um, they were mostly headshot type shots. Okay. So, and, and that's something that I need to point out. If you're submitting for, um, if you're submitting um, for for Naha, just keep in mind that you have to do the hair, the makeup and you're responsible for getting pictures taken. So whether you take the pictures yourself or someone else takes the photos, you're responsible for, um, for you know, doing all of that. So I suggest if, the, if you don't have previous work um, that you already have and you're creating something new, you know, find yourself a photographer that can, you know, set up some good lights and take great photos um, of your work. You know, if you're not a hairstylist, um, Find yourself, in, if you're if you're submitting for makeup, find yourself a, a hairstylist who can who can really do a great job on the hair. But keep in mind that the focus, as a makeup artist in the makeup category, the focus will be the makeup. So don't allow um, the hair to overshadow the makeup. Okay, avoid photographic filters and other special effects as they distract from your work. Have a storyline or cohesive theme visible in your collection. Keep images simple. They should be polished, clean, and executed with passion for your craft. Choose the background carefully so that it does not take away from your work. Be mindful of the category you are entering. Not all collections belong in multiple categories. While entering the same photographs into multiple categories is allowed for some categories, Submitting your collection into too many categories is likely to dilute your chance of sticking out in one. Do your homework and direct the process to create a unique look and feel for your collection based on the category you plan to enter. Throughout the planning and execution of your vision, remember your concept and overall creative approach. Be mindful of the art direction and composition of each photograph. Each, each should stand alone as a beautiful image but come together to create a cohesive collection. Keep the wardrobe, styling, and makeup consistent with the theme. Overuse of props and accessories take focus away from the collection. So again, if you are not sure about what to submit and how to submit it, you can email naha at probeauty.org. That's N-A-H-A at probeauty.org. And hopefully those tips um, will help somebody, um, you know, who, who may want to submit. Um, so hopefully those tips will help them. But they also go on to say a little bit about the photograph and editing your images and things like that. Um, photo editing cannot be used to create enhance or manipulate styled hair or makeup that was not present in the unedited images. All work on the hair should be done with your tools on site at the photo shoot and not in post-production. The use of photo editing software is allowed for refining 
So basically, if you want to remove, like, uh, flyaways, you know, blemishes, stuff like that. Cloning or, or copying hair either in part or, or in its entirety and adding it somewhere else such that the shape of the hair has been noticeably changed for the final image is cause for um, disqualification. Cutting large parts of the hair such that the shape of the hair has been noticeably changed for the final image is cause for disqualification. Any perceptible change to the hair in the final images that alters the style and shape of the hair or makeup in the final image is ground for disqualification. And be cautious with color balancing and the like such that alterations in post-production do not noticeably change the color tone of the hair in the final image as this is ground for disqualification as well. All submissions must include non-retouched photos for each of the final images in your collection. These images must come directly from your photographer, but with no retouching, editing, or manipulation. Non-retouched images are used for judging purposes only and will not be released. They are used to provide context for the judges if they feel there has been over-manipulation. So before images, most categories are required to include before photos of your model and or wig if you're using a wig. Most images are used for judging purposes only and will not be released in any way. Before images do not need to be taken by your photographer and can be taken with your mobile device. And then there are some release forms. A release form is required for each 2024 NAHA entry. This form must be signed by the entrant, photographer, models, and all other parties involved. Incomplete entries and release forms will be disqualified, and, entry, and then an entry fee will not be refunded. Your entry fee will not be refunded, and no other release forms will be accepted. So release, um, releases grant NAHA and the Professional Beauty Association and those authorized by PBA um, the right and license to use uh, the names of the models, the artists, photographers, et cetera, and the images and to publicly uh, display, distribute, edit, transmit, reproduce, and create derivative works um, using the images in whole or in part. So basically, once you submit your work and you, um, and you sign your release form, NAHA owns the images is basically what they're saying. NAHA and PVA will include a photo credit, including the entrance name with any photo used for uh, publicity or promotional purposes um, if feasible. Entrance. Uh, photographer and models and all of the parties involved retain all other rights um, to those images. So again, if you're interested um, in submitting your work, you can go to Naha, at, you email Naha at ProBeauty.org with any questions, and you can go to ProBeauty.org for um, submission requirements as well as application. And this is the competition I'm looking that forward Julia to won, correct? I'm sorry. Yes. This is the competition that Julia won, correct? Yes. Gotcha. Gotcha. I think I remember her speaking about the, you were talking about the retouching and stuff like that. I remember her speaking about that. So they, yes. play, they pay close attention to that kind of stuff. Yeah, they do. They really do. I mean, it's something where you, you have to really um, look at the um, application and the instructions and all of that, like, and kind of like read over them quite a few times to make sure you have a true understanding of what they're saying and what they're requiring. Mm-hmm. Because any little mess up, you know, you right. can get disqualified. 
I, and I, I feel like it's probably, I feel like it may be a little easier for um, those submitting for makeup than it is for those, because the, there are quite a few different hair categories. Right, exactly. And, you know, what, some, sometimes sometimes when you go in to fix a flyaway or something, you can kind of get caught um, caught up in doing other things to the hair. So my thing is, like I said, hire yourself a good photographer who edits, um, or if you don't hire a photographer who edits, you know, hire yourself an editor and just make sure they're only editing what you need edit, edited. Like, you know, like they said, you know, flyaways, like blemishes, things like that, but not take mm-hmm. away from hair color, hair texture, anything like that. You don't want anybody doing anything like that because, again, they're going to have the raw files, you know, the files that are unretouched. So they'll be able to see, you know, with those final photos what was um, manipulated and what wasn't. So yeah. the best bet is just keep it simple, you know. Exactly. But you want to have great correct, you want to have great photos. If I remember correctly, um last year um TBA was offering some sessions for those who were trying to enter the competition. It was, it was were some sessions that were pretty much just trying to help people through the application process and you know, help them to know exactly what they needed to do to submit. So we'll look out for for something like that to see if they're going to do that again this year, and if so, we'll make the announcement for it. Yeah. Um, speaking of speaking of PBA, I just wanted to share, you know, um, that PBA has um, some merchandise that they are selling on their website for beauty professionals. And it's just a way of supporting our industry and getting recognition for exactly what it is that you do. Um, 100% of the proceeds will go towards PBA's efforts to support our industry from the issues that matter most to you. And I just wanted to share some of the things that they have. You know, they have tote bags, travel mugs, sweatpants, dad hats, sweatshirts. And, of course, you can always purchase a membership um, from PBA as well. So I just wanted to talk a little bit about some of the items quickly. So for those of you who are interested, you go out and check it out. But PBA has tote bags with the different, um, you know, positions on it, like hairstylist, lash tech, esthetician, makeup artist. But the bag says, hairstylist, have a nice day. That's the, what the tote bag says. So depending on what you are, it's saying that, have a nice day. So for me, it would be makeup artist, have a nice day. Um, so they have them for lash techs, estheticians as well. They have a bag for lash tech that says lash tech tote um, bag. And on it, it says lash dealer. And then all of the bags, of course, has the PBA logo on them. Wake up to makeup. I should be your barber, large tote. Um, licensed to carry, which is just a, um, a hand up with a comb and scissors. And then you have skinfluencer large tote bag. So these are some really nice, fun, and interesting tote bags. They all retail for $39.99. The dad hats, of course, just simply have things like barber, lash tech, makeup artist, esthetician, hairstylist, and those go for $29.95. And then, then you have your travel mugs, which some are really, really nice. I love the faded travel mug, um, presumably for barbers. Um, thirty four ninety five. They're all thirty four ninety five, but they have them for 
um, lash techs, um, hairstylists, you name it. And then your sweatshirts, of course, has um, your title, makeup artist, on it. And it's a unisex sweatshirt. They go for forty four ninety five. But this is what I really love. It's, it defines whatever your title is. So for makeup artist, it says makeup artist. Now, an artistic magician trained to highlight your beauty and improve your selfies without the use of filters. I absolutely love, 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 love that, without the use of filters. And a reason why I love it so much is because you and I have been talking about the use of filters a lot lately, and oh we just God. don't yeah. get it. You know? <laughs> we just don't get that. So just wanted to share that with you guys. And, of course, you can always go to probeauty.org forward slash shop forward slash to shop for merchandise. I just wanted to put that out there. And then another thing that I wanted to talk about, I found this article today online. It's from the New York Post, and they talked about a GoFundMe which nets about $10,000 for security for BLM activist Zana Bryant amid the boycott. So basically Zana is a University of Virginia student, she also is a Black Lives Matter um, activist, and she just um, got this partnership with Dove to promote fat liberation. Um, this whole fat liberation, um, what you know, them promoting it has kind of sparked some controversy um, because they acute people have accused Zana of getting a white student expelled over misheard comments. Um, So anyway, the GoFundMe has raised nearly $10,000 by today, and their goal was $15,000. It was created by Zana's um, cousin, and um, they said that Zana had been receiving hate mail and threats for years, and recently they have become worse. Um, So she... um, along with her cousin, um, you know, are partnering with um, Dove, Dove Beauty, to promote fat liberation. I don't really want to get into the whole story about her getting a student expelled and and the controversy, because I'm not really reading it about so that you all can hear about the controversy. I'm reading it because I I really love to bring um, topics like this to the show just for, you know, just for discussion, um, this young lady is promoting fat liberation. And she's doing it with Dove, who's been a big supporter of women um, and, and their issues when it comes to, you know, some of their insecurities about how they look. Um, in her case, it's, about, it's not about an insecurity. She's just talking about how li- fat liberation so um, I'm, I mentioned that because, again, I would like to continue to bring stories such as this minus the, minus the controversy um, with other, you know, with other people involved. It's just more so about speaking to women about beauty and their image. And so um, they said she captioned her video by saying, Fat liberation is something we should all be talking about. 
and then she's encouraging people to tell us about what fat liberation means to you by using the hashtag pound size freedom and tagging at Dove to share your story. So I mentioned that for those listeners out here who wanted um, to get their definition of what fat liberation means to you, um, I wanted to wanted to mention that so you can have an opportunity to do to do so. So just go on social media, wherever you choose, give your definition of what fat liberation means to you, and use the hashtag size freedom. Again, that's hashtag size freedom. And you want to tag at Dove to share your story. So I would love to, um, you know, find out more about, you know, how people participated in that um, and other people's definitions of fat liberation and what it all means to, what it means to them. I think it's a beautiful thing when people can be accepting of themselves, you know, whether um, whether it's a whether whatever the issue is is a good thing or not. And what I mean by that is, I remember when the comedian Monique about being a big girl, and she had a. I remember if it was a. I don't know if it was a variety show. There's a show that she used to do. I don't remember what it was, but she really promoted being big. And some years after that, I remember her starting to lose weight. And you would always see her dancing to lose weight. Now she's vegan, and she's gone through all of these phases, um, you know, all of these phases to um, get to where she is with her size. So at some point, maybe she was told that, the size that she was was not healthy. Um, mm, so that, to, according to her, that that wasn't it. According to her, well, I'm not sure if, if this is what he said or not. But uh, if she if he said it wasn't healthy, but basically her husband um, told her that he wanted her around for you know for a lifetime. Like you know he he wanted her to live. He didn't want her to. Um, you know, go through the challenges of 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 being overweight and 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 going through um, you know health issues and things like that. So he wanted her around for a lifetime, and so that's when she decided to do something about her weight, and she started she started um, basically dancing and losing weight. Right. Yeah, I, I couldn't remember what the reason was as to why she was doing it, but you know, nonetheless, that that hasn't changed. I don't, you know, the, the thing that the point I'm trying to make about her was she loved herself at that size, and so you know, so right. what I'm saying is just like, you know, there are going to be people who are going to be bigger, but. You know, and if you decide that you want to lose weight for whatever your reasons, that's fine and well, you know, fine as, you know, fine as well. But um, for people to promote it, they're very confident in who they are. You know what I mean? And so 
I think that's one I think that's one of the things that I like about it. Um but again, like I said, I don't want to get into what the controversy was because that's not why I'm really reporting it. I just wanted to share for people who wanted to go out and um, tell what their definition is that they could do so. Right. So let um, before we move on to our topic tonight, did we want to take a uh, a break or do we want to just keep going? Um, let's just take a quick break and we'll come right back. How would you like to become friends with benefits? I'm sure that got your attention. I'm talking about friendsbeauty.com, now offering a benefits discount program to all of our friends. That's right. Professionals that qualify can save up to 40% and non-professional consumers up to 10% just for setting up a free account online. At Friends Beauty, we offer a huge range of products, including beauty makeup, special FX and theatrical makeup, skin care, wigs and extensions, styling tools, and more with thousands of brands at the best prices. We've been in business since 1940 and pride ourselves on ensuring our friends have the best shopping experience ever. Sign up for our Friends Discount Program and shop with us today at Friends, that's F-R-E-N-D-S, no I, beauty.com, friendsbeauty.com. We also offer studio services for production orders at 818-691-691. 1294. That's 818-691-1294. Join our program and become a friend with benefits today. All right, we are back. You had something yeah, um, we that are you wanted to add? Well, yeah, I wanted to talk um, about our topic tonight. Um, I wanted to try to get it out there on Twitter. So if people had any questions, they can join us um, on Twitter. Again, we have beauty underscore talk, and we're using the hashtag um, beauty talk. And um, if you want to call in tonight, you can call in using 914-803-4399. Again, that's um, 914-803-4399. And um, so basically we wanted to talk about um, a trend that started back on TikTok back in 2021. Um, And basically, basically it's called which it is exactly what it sounds like. It's basically a minimalist approach um, to skincare. Um, pretty much going back to the basics when it comes to skincare. Um, some describe it as allowing your natural skin to shine through. Um, it could it could really be applied to makeup as well. Um, just basically, you know, like I said, going back to the basics of like cleansing, moisturizing, and wearing a sunscreen during the day. Um, For some people, that looks like um, cleansing and cleansing with just water. 
basically what skinimalism is, it's not just about um, cutting back and using fewer products. You all remember when, you know, you had the uh, Korean beauty was promoting, you know, like 10, uh, 10 step, pro, you know, ten, a 10 step routine using products. Um, and this is not just cutting back from using so many products. It is using fewer products, but it's also about using the products that are specific to your skin's needs. So, you know, if, if you have acne or rosacea, um, some type of skin issue, then, of course, you would probably use, besides the basics, you're probably going to use something um, that's tailored a little bit more to treat those particular issues. So for the skinimalist, <laughs> um, it's basically if you have, like I have pretty um, pretty normal skin, like I'm not, I'm not oily at all, um, I'm not really dry. I'm, I'm pretty, I'm pretty, I'm pretty normal. Maybe in the wintertime I can go just a little bit drier. Um, sometimes in the summertime I might go just a little bit oilier, but not really. Um, so for somebody who has pretty much normal skin, you can you can really stick to the basics by just using a cleanser and a moisturizer and a sunscreen every day, and that's it. And I think you know when you think about those ten step um, those ten step routines, you know people were using cleansers, toners, a mask, a serum, an eye cream, face oil, and moisturizer, and that was just all at night. You know, and so during the day, um, they may use the same thing. They may use a cleanser, a toner, a scrub, a mask, you know, serum, eye cream, face oil, moisturizer, sunscreen. You know, they're using all of those products at one particular time. And think about, you have to kind of think about some of these products depending on your skin type. You know, you think, think if, you're, if you're naturally dry, you're going to want to use products that's going to add um, hydration and moisture, right? Sometimes when you're using a cleanser that adds moisture, a toner, a mask, serums, face oils, and a moisturizer, all of these products are adding moisture. Sometimes you can add too much moisture because all of these products are having a lot of the same ingredients and you're just attacking your skin with with basically nine or ten, uh, nine or ten products with the same ingredient, you're just adding all of that to your skin. Sometimes you can over manipulate the skin, and sometimes that can cause breakout. So I think this whole approach about paring down is actually great. I think it's actually the way we should be going when it comes to skincare because sometimes we can do, like I said, a little too much, especially. If you have acne and you're using um, products that have salicylic acid in it, and then you're also using scrubs, you know, and you're doing this stuff every day, but you're, but it's like you're, like I said, you're piling all of this stuff. If you've ever seen somebody who's being treated for acne, but when you look at them, you know, most of the time you think per, people who have acne have oily skin, and so that's most of the time that's what we automatically think. 
And so when you see um, somebody who has acne, but yet their skin looks very dry, that's because they're doing too much. The cleanser has salicylic acid in it. The moisturizer has salicylic acid in it. Um, you know, the, the, the mask, the scrubs, everything, every product for oily skin that you're using, you know, when you're using that, you know, that 10-step routine or that 6-step routine, it's like over-drying out your skin. You're like aggressively attacking the problem, which is causing more of a problem. So I, I, I can appreciate um, the minimalist approach to skincare. So this trend is still, you know, like I said, it started on TikTok back in 2021, and it's, it's still going on in 2023. And I think you're going to continue to see more of that um, in skincare. You're going to continue to see more of that with makeup. Um, skincare doesn't have to be complicated, but I think we've made it complicated, you know, Especially when you go online, when you go on, you know, onto social media, so many people are saying so many things. You have influencers that are saying so many things, and and you have your everyday woman out there looking at all of this stuff, and they're taking it all in, and they're believing everything and every word that they hear, and they don't know what to do because there's so much information and they don't understand it. And so now women are, are trying to figure out, well, what should I do for my skin? And they're going out buying all these products that people are suggesting, but yet these, you know, things aren't working. And so we've made it very complicated for them to kind of figure out what it is that they need or, or they don't need instead of just keeping it simple and, and basically saying two products to start, cleanser, moisturizer. If you're going outside during the day, a sunscreen. So three products and that's it. If you have pretty much, you know, normal, healthy skin, those three products are all you need. And that's pretty much basically what this what this trend is saying. And I'm I'm hoping more women can more women can can move towards this direction because I'd rather have women doing something for their skin than being confused and not doing anything. So, again, like I and said, most women don't know what to buy. What to? I'm sorry? No, I was going to say, let's also remember that it's, you know, it's also meant to save time uh, with your skin care as well as Well, yeah, I was going to, I was going to, yeah, I was going to get into that with some of my benefits. Um, oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. So like I said, most women don't know what to buy, and, they, and they, you know, oftentimes they don't use anything on their skin. But again, there are some women out there who don't use anything on their skin. They don't use any type of cleanser. They just use water, and their, their skin looks great. And maybe those are the type of women who don't have to do more, you know, don't have to do more than that. There are some women out there who don't use moisturizer, but their skin when you look at their skin, their skin seems to be moisturized. <laughs> you know, some people just have great skin. And I feel like if, if, if there's, if, you know, if there's nothing wrong with their skin and if they, they're not, and sometimes I can't even believe that I'm about to say this, but if, if there's something that's not wrong with their skin and they don't need to use a product, then don't use a product. Because just as I was stating before, like, you know, sometimes when we try to treat certain things, certain conditions, 
and we're over-treating it because we're thinking, okay, my skin needs everything for oily skin. I got to buy that. So you buy this, you know, the cleanser, the moisturizer, the this, the that, the that for oily skin, and you're doing too much to it. So we don't want to do that. We want to keep it simple. Um, some of the benefits, as Janice mentioned, you know, for with the whole skinless approach is, you know, it's it's time saving. If you're not doing ten steps and you're only doing three, you're in and out. Simple. It saves you money. You're not buying a bunch of expensive products that you don't even know. You can't even read the ingredients on the back label. You know, just simple. Time-saving. It's a little less expensive. It takes little to no effort. And it helps you to develop a skincare routine, I believe. If you knew that you only had to use two products at night, three during the day, you'd be more willing to develop a skincare routine as opposed to having 10, step, 10 products you have to use. Because 10 products means it's going to be at least 10 or more minutes getting all that stuff on your face. Three products, a minute time, you're done. I think most women will find this approach uh, more beneficial for them. Um, me personally, it, I, found, I find myself lately pretty much taking this approach because I've, like, run out of stuff and haven't bothered to replace it, you know what I mean, <laughs> like some of, some of my serums. Now, I do love a good serum. I do love a good face oil. But to be honest with you, if I could just get away with using a makeup wipe <laughs> and a moisturizer, I would be fine with that. But, you know, I know better. So for me, I know what I have to do for my skin. I can use a makeup wipe, but I also need to use a cleanser. Like if, like if I'm wearing makeup, I have to use um, a makeup wipe and a cleanser. And then I can I can just keep it simple and use a moisturizer. What do you th what do you think about this whole skinimalism and this whole approach to pairing back on products? Um, well, I agree with all of you know all of the things that you said earlier. Um, again, like I said, you know, it's for some people it's about saving time. Nobody wants to do all the steps. For other people, it's about, I don't want to buy all those products to, to do whatever I need a skincare regimen to do. Um, and there are ways to scale back and still get it done. And I agree with what you were saying. Mm -hmm. Sometimes when you're, you, you have all these steps to your routine and adding all this, these skincare products after a while, like you said, it can cause uh, breakouts. And I think that's where we all have to have a great understanding of our own individual skin, mm -hmm. um, what it right. what it does, you know, you know what's going on with it in general before you even use products, and then what it does when you use products. And that's why sometimes I um, I'll switch up products every now and then, just mm -hmm. to you know when I start to get comfortable with one and. You know, sometimes it gets to the point where, you know, you use something and you see you see the difference that it's making, and then it gets to the point where, okay, I'm using it, and it's not hurting me at all, but now it's, it's, not, it's no longer doing anything. You know, so that's why right. I like to, 
you know, switch up. <clears throat> Sometimes when my skin is, especially in the wintertime, when my skin is going through a lot, you know, because of the cold temperatures and what have you, I like to use something that's very gentle, you know, on my skin. So, you know, I'll switch up to something different than, you know, what I've been using, like, all year, like the summer months or what have you. So um, I like the very minimal approach to it. It reminds me of the, when, when it comes to makeup, it reminds me of the, the no makeup makeup look, like how you can mm-hmm. achieve, you know, achieve a beautiful yeah. look without having, you know, a lot of heavy products or full face, mm-hmm. or, you know, full glamour or whatever you want to call it. So it reminds me of that, but just the skin hair product, mm-hmm. um, which, you know, that no makeup, makeup look is still popular to this day from when it, you know, first, when people first started doing it. I mean, we've always been doing it in film and TV, but just doing it as an everyday look, you know, some people are still doing it. Because I think, I think for some people, like I started off saying, no, but some people just don't want to stand in the mirror all morning long doing skincare or doing makeup. To have a very no. minimal approach to it, approach to it, is great. I know, I know that's for, that's me. I know. And when I'm but working, you, but you know what? I'm not trying to spend that extra time. But you exactly. But you, and you know what? That's what I was leading into. That's why a lot of women fall asleep. Um, fall asleep with their makeup on because if, if, you know, if they've had a long day and they're tired and they come home and they either forget that, you know, that they have makeup on or they're just like, oh, God, you know, I want to sit down, I want to lay down, you know, and they don't they don't even want to be bothered with it. So they don't. And then that's how they sleep in their makeup a lot of times. But as far as skinimalism goes and, and products and things like that, again, like I said earlier, you know, it's it's about, um, you know, trimming your routine down to products that are specific to your needs. So mm-hmm. if, if you, you know, like I said, if you have acne-prone skin, you know that main ingredient, like I mentioned before, that main ingredient is going to be salicylic acid. That's going to be the main ingredient for you, for, you know, for acne-prone skin, you know, mm-hmm. um, you can use niacinamide to brighten your skin. You know, you can use um, vitamin C to brighten your skin. You know, um, if that's an issue for you, you know, just find a product like that. You can find cleansers with vitamin C in them. You know what I'm saying? You can still keep it pared down even further. You may not necessarily need an extra separate vitamin C. You can find actual cleansers with vitamin C in them. Um if you need, you know, you need that extra moisture or, or you want that extra dewiness or glow, you know, hyaluronic acid, you know, that you you have to know, um, again, your skin type, what you need to treat your skin. And you can do it. You can do it in fewer products. Now, the three three products may not be enough for certain people. You know, there may be people who, who they may need um, four to five products. And I think, mm-hmm. Max, you can get it done with that. I think you can get it done with that. Think about it. A serum 
you can add moisture with serums, but you can add moisture with moisturizers. Mm-hmm. Um, some people may think that they need, you know, extra moisture. And so my thing is this. I'm not saying cut down because we're saying that's the best thing to do. If you don't want to cut down and you want to use 10 products and you can afford to do that, go ahead. But there are a lot of women out there who can't afford to use all those products. Um, and they can't afford to use what some people may say are the best products. So for them, and they may have to keep it simple. You know, they may have to just do those three just to even have a routine. And like I said, I, I encourage that just to even start a routine is to keep it simple and have a cleanser and a moisturizer and a sunscreen. And if, you're, and if you want your cleanser to be water, hey, go right ahead. Let your cleanser be water. But one thing I will say is get that sunscreen. Because there are some people out there who don't use a moisturizer and who will cleanse their face and use a sunscreen. And that sunscreen is their, that, their moisturizer. And if that's you, that's fine. If that works right. for you, if that works for you, that's fine. Go for it. No one can tell you at the moment, in any given moment, what's best for you as far as your skincare routine. When you know your, when you know your finances, when you know how much time you have, you know what I mean. No one can say yeah. what's best for you. So for only only you can determine what's best for you. And if you, like I said, if you just want to have some type of routine. And you know you don't you have limited amounts of time and limited amounts of money and just keep it simple. Cleanser, moisturizer. But make sure that moisturizes that sunscreen. Well and you know what, to be honest with you, for me, um, when it, you when you're talking about a lot of products, like if if I don't have a lot of time in the morning, what I will skip out on is makeup. I won't skip out on the skincare. Mm-hmm. So if if I'm doing five steps, I'm going to do all five of those steps. And then I might just get brows and some liner and go. Mm-hmm. This is typically my makeup for the day anyway, but put my mascara on where, when I get to where I'm going. Um, you know what I mean? Like I don't have to sit and do a full face of foundation or what have you. I could throw a powder in my bag, put that on later. You know, I'm not going to skip on the skincare part. If, Like I said, if I'm doing five steps, or I mean, I don't do ten steps, but if I was doing ten steps, honestly, if I was running out of time, <laughs> I just wouldn't do makeup. That's, that's just, but that's just me. Um, my steps when it comes to skincare is important to me, um, no matter how mm-hmm. many steps, you know, it is. But I, I'm not... You know, I'm not into the ten, all that, but like like you were saying, I really do love a great face oil or a facial serum. That is like a must for me. No, mm-hmm. no really important reason, no more than the fact that I just love it. Um, mm-hmm. But sunscreen is a, sunscreen is a must, and um, for the most part, I'm always cleansing my face with a cleanser. Now, there are there are some mornings when I get up, and it may just be warm water, but mm-hmm. you have to know that the, that the night before I did a thorough cleanse, you know, cleanser, right. you know, right. the whole nine, 
makeup wipe, then cleanser and all that. So, um, so you know, nobody's here to say that anything is right or wrong, but I do think skin millism is um, a great practice. I know it's a trend, but I feel like it's going to be around. People have caught on to it, and people, like you said, it's mostly for those people who don't know or don't want to do the spending of all the products. Um, it's it's kind of good for them. But like I said, it's going to take them knowing their skin. And I love how you just broke down, um, like, you know, if you have this, then this is the ingredient that you need to be looking for. And if you have that, then this is, the you know, the ingredient. So if you find a product with that ingredient, then maybe you don't need so many products or so many steps to take. Mm-hmm. And, again, and again, as I mentioned earlier, maybe you don't need – as many products with that ingredient in it. True. Because if you're, if you know, if you have like um, simple acne, and like I said, you're getting a cleanser that has salicylic acid in it. Okay, so that cleanser is going to help to, you know, take care of that acne a little bit. So it's going to, that salicylic acid is going to dry your skin out a little bit. And then if you have, um, again, a moisturizer with salicylic acid in it, it's only going to do the same. It's going to it's going to dry that skin out a little bit, dry out that breakout a little bit. And so if you're using, like I said, other products, now you're using the scrub and all this stuff, you know, you have to be careful not to overuse a lot of that stuff. So if you're already using on a daily basis a cleanser and a moisturizer with salicylic acid in it, you don't need to scrub every day. And for, for acne-prone skin, you don't need to scrub every day anyway because that can cause irritation. Yeah. And the bottom line, the bottom so. line to me, the bottom line to me is all those people <laughs> who who said that you have to use this product and that you have to do this many steps, all those people who created that trend are probably the same ones now who's <laughs> creating this trend and now saying you don't have to do all well, these things. But the only reason I'm saying that is because Skin care, and even like with makeup, it's all trial and error. You have to see what you need, what's too much, and that kind of thing. And before people were saying you needed all of this stuff, and now people are in favor of we need less stuff because mm-hmm. some of them are finding that more stuff is creating more problems as well as being very expensive and time-consuming. hmm but if you work yeah. for a brand, you know, brands are only going to push all of this stuff to sell products. So, you know, that's where a whole, you know, like do you really need 10 steps to your routine to have good skin? You know what I mean? So it's like brands are going to definitely push um, products. Um, and so if, when you saw influencers doing all of that stuff, that's because they're working with a brand. And so, again, you, they're pushing products. So... Sure. I mean, you know, if I could, if I could get, if I were a brand and I could get one woman to buy, you know, three products, but continue to buy those three products every time she runs out, I mean, that's a win. You know what I mean? But if you're trying to sell somebody, oh, take my quiz and this is this is your this is your skin type and these are the products that I recommend for your skin type, and you're looking at seven different products and there's a whole thing about 
when to use them and how to use them, you know, I guarantee you by the time that woman finishes using them, she may not buy them again. And I'm going to tell you why. Because halfway through using them, she's going to stop using them the way you suggested to use them. There's going to be certain products she's going to stop putting on because she's tired of doing this seven-step routine. Right. So she's not going to use all the products, you know, the way that you're suggesting. She's wasting, you know what I mean? So she's not going to buy that stuff again. She's going to pick, okay, which products did I like? Which products are useful? Okay, that cleanser, that moisturizer, that whatever else. You know what I mean? And the thing, the thing mm-hmm. is, she's going to find that the products don't work the way you, the way you say they're going to work. It's because, again, she stopped using all the products midway into using them. She stopped using all of them the way you suggested. She just started picking and mm-hmm. choosing because it made the process faster. So now the products aren't giving her the results that you promised because she's not using all the products. So, no, she's not going to buy all that stuff again. You're lucky if she buys any of it again. Then she right. doesn't feel like she's wasting her money, and now I just need to go to CVS or Walgreens and pick up that Neutrogena cleanser, that Neutrogena sunscreen, and a moisturizer. And Neutrogena mm-hmm. has good ones. <laughs> of all three of those yeah. products, they have good ones. Yeah, true. So, mm-hmm. true. And that's that. Okay. I agree. Good point. You should do uh yep. you should do a tip on that. We can continue the conversation. Hmm? You wanna continue the conversation over on No, I was saying you should do a beauty tip a, on that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but we can continue the conversation on spaces if you like. All right. Well, thank you guys for tuning in tonight. We greatly appreciate it. Um, thank you again to those who will listen on the playback. And as Denise said, you can meet us over on Spaces. Give us a few minutes and we'll see you there. Thanks for tuning in and have a wonderful evening. Good night. Good night.